the impersonal absolute to be supreme, actually they should submit to Krishna. Out of which category do computer beings fall? Uh, do they violate the regulated principles uh, of gambling, or is it just inauspicious activity? And uh, the second part, there are such beings that you have to spend lots of money. Uh, so they're very, it's, uh, it's real, they're really gambling. Yes, Srila Prabhupada expanded the category of gambling to include uh, frivolous sports. But basically the point is any useless diversion that takes away our uh, focus on Krishna consciousness. Anyone who is serious to get out of this, this horrible material world and go to Krishna isn't going to waste their time with computer games. It's, it's simple, it's easy to understand. Computer games seem to have become a, a major part of culture of modern man. Complete waste of time. Utilize your time for Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Pada, Sevanam, Arjunam, Vandanam, Dasyam, Satyam, Atam, Vedam, etc. For someone who's supposed to be a devotee of Krishna and they spend money on these things, it's very, it's contradictory. Um, please describe whether preaching by means of Back to Godhead magazine was effective. How effective was it? Is this magazine printed nowadays? Uh, do you think, what do you think about the prospects of printing? Such a magazine in Russia. Oh, Srila Prabhupada is very enthusiastic about Bhaktivedanta magazine. He called it the backbone of our movement. And he was very enthusiastic to have it published and distributed widely in uh, various languages of the world. It should be published in Russian. Yeah. Definitely Srila Prabhupada would run that. I uh, like uh, most of the devotees I know, I don't read English Back to Godhead magazine regularly. I don't get it regularly. You or most devotees? Like most devotees oh. I know. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it seems a bit tame at best. The, the qualities, they don't have that. The, the articles don't have that. Mostly don't seem to have that cutting edge that it used to have. You can ask your GPC about back to Godhead. Prabhupada wondered this. No, that, that was uh, standard when Krishna Conscious went to a new country, then as soon as the movement was a bit established, they would start back to Godhead in the local language. You should have probably liked that very much. But, uh, it's not going on in, it's going on in English and uh, most of the major Indian and most of them, yeah, I guess so. As far as I know, it's not published in uh, other languages. Yeah, thanks for reminding us of that. It's, a, it's a, one of the great uh, desires of Srila Prabhupada for the uh, widespread distribution of antibiotics. You could propose to your GPC and DPT representatives that in this 50th year of 
this Swami's uh, existence. It would be a great offering to Srila Prabhupada to start this magazine, Mono Vidyu, in Russian. Yeah, Mataji, who is over 60, lived family life in order to devote herself to devotional service. Uh, will it be proper and according to Shastra? Shastra recommendation I don't know, but uh, within our Gorya tradition, that that is has been uh, yeah. <clears throat> Although if um, if her husband is a devotee, then she shouldn't just abandon her husband also. Better that they together. Uh, what should we do if we have? strong attachment to our uh, non-devotee relatives. How to react uh, towards their dissatisfaction that we spend more time in the association of devotees? Yeah, this is a common uh, attachment to relatives. This question is very common in India where families tend to be closely knit. Uh, we have to understand that the goal of life is to be fully Krishna conscious and uh, to satisfy family members by sitting around and talking nonsense with them is it militates against fulfilling the goal of human life. So everyone has different kinds of strong attachments to that, uh, to, to various uh, phenomena that block our advancement in Krishna consciousness. But uh, by intelligently considering the situation, one has to resolve to overcome these attachments. Best is if we can uh, bring our mundanely minded relatives into Krishna consciousness. If we're not able to do that, then we should uh, reduce uh, our uh, association with them. Asatsangatya, ne Vaishnava cha. The behavior of a Vaishnava is to give up bad association. Uh, Rupa Goswami lists among the six items which can completely destroy bhakti. One of them is association with non devotees. So this may be very difficult, but it has to be done if we are to properly advance on the path of Krishna consciousness. This question could be rephrased according to our various attachments. Instead of asking, well, what do I do if I'm strongly attached to mundane relatives? Or what can I do if I'm strongly attached to drinking alcohol? Or what if I'm strongly attached to eating meat? I'm strongly attached to playing computer games. We should understand that this is uh, it's detrimental, seriously detrimental. All of these are seriously detrimental to our spiritual advancement, and therefore there's no alternative but to give them up. Difficult to do? Maybe, yes, but there's no alternative. I repeatedly hear about myself that I'm very strict and cruel even. It may sound very cruel to, to tell someone that, well, you have to give up these attachments. It, it, it'd be not much nicer just to say, yeah, yeah, you go on, you, you have your meat or your alcohol or your computer games or your, your mundane relatives and you also chant Hare Krishna and then you can be happy. Such a very nice sadhu is our uh, enemy. Is that the doctor, if he, he has to tell you, you have to stop smoking, otherwise you will uh, die very soon. 
the doctor says, no, he won't like that, I won't tell him. Then the uh, doctor is not uh, fulfilling his duty. Then better don't be a don't be a doctor if you're not prepared to say such. Don't be a sadhu if you're not prepared to say such. If you like to take praise and money from others, but you don't like to give them the advice that they need, then uh, that's some kind of cheating. Uh, should a devotee endeavor or take efforts to accept Radha uh, in what situation one should accept it? For example. If one doesn't have enough money to visit holy places, and uh, his health is not very good, and uh, it is quite some time before he becomes a pensioner, he will get pension, and uh, as uh, this pension age will be increased, most likely, and his wife is neither a pensioner, etc., uh, how should one accept Padaprasta at the present age? And uh, should all your disciples try to accept Padaprasta? Therefore, our movement should be revolutionary to change the whole society. The present, sure. the present society just keeps us as automatons meant for working, working, working until we drop. When you can no longer work, they give you some little pension like throwing a bone to an old dog. What can be done? You have to do the best under the circumstances. Vanaprasa doesn't necessarily mean uh, traveling to different places. You can be at home, but uh, concentrate on spiritual activities. At present, the retirement age in Russia is what, 60 is it? 60 for men and 55 for women. 60 for men and 55 for women. So you may be obliged to go on working like that until the age of 60. I hear that previously that one community uh, devotees had a tradition. If young devotees uh, had to beget a child, they were given a key to a small cottage and other devotees uh, sang kirtana uh, around this cottage. Was it a good? Was this idea good? And how should uh, the members of uh, the community uh, <coughs> pray or participate in begetting good children? Uh, I never heard of this. Uh, there is a book recently published in English uh, which describes Garbhat Hansamskar in some detail. Actually, it's a very good book. It's by Bharat Chandra Das, and uh, it'd be good to get that translated into Russian also. Uh, I, I never heard, it, either in Iskon or outside of Iskon, that uh, people surround the cottage chanting Hare Krishna while life would be getting a child is going on. For more information, you can contact uh, Bharat Chandra Prabhu. I have his email address. He's a householder. Very wise. On the cover of the first edition of um, We, WM, there was a Tulsi Abbott with a machine gun. No, no. As it's no, not no. there in the new edition. No, no. When did you change there is, the cover? There is no picture of Tulsi Tulsi Hubbard. Tulsi Gabbard is uh, an American politician. Uh -huh. 
Uh, why was the cover changed? Well, there were complaints about the title of the book and the cover of the book. So that the book could not be banned on the basis of that, they changed them. Uh, so that uh, if they want to complain, they can complain. let them have something substantial to complain about. You don't like the title? Okay, we can change the title. You don't like the cover? Okay, we can change the substance is the contents of the book. That's uh, instead of quibbling over less important things, let's see what the contents of the book is. And if you have any complaints about them, what, what, what are the complaints actually? How can we understand whether Krishna is satisfied by my job? Ah, when he comes and tells you. <laughs> I like your japa very much. In, in one part to Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Srila Prabhupada writes that when one is enthusiastic for service, then it can be un- to serve Krishna, then it can be understood that he's reaping the effect of chanting the holy name. I am paraphrasing. Um, chanting Hare Krishna means to ask Krishna, to pray to Radha and Krishna, please engage me in your service. So from chanting, our enthusiasm for service should develop, which means that uh, we're getting mercy from Krishna from chanting. So we can understand that Krishna is pleased with our service if we feel, with, with our chanting, if we feel increasing enthusiasm to serve Krishna. Yesterday during lecture you mentioned that some devotees uh, chant Japa for years and do not make any progress. Why does it happen? How? How to chant? Japa to make progress and to get verified from an artist. Yeah, if, if someone uh, chants for years and doesn't make progress, it means they're making offenses. This is that was stated in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. How to avoid falling into that trap? Then we chant the names of Panchatatva, Sri Krishna, Chaitanya Kukunitam, Shivaganaraja, Shivasatva, by their mercy. We can gain entrance into the chanting of the holy names of Krishna. See, this kind of question is one of those how-to questions. How can we chant in such a manner that we advance? How can we be determined? How can we be humble? The generic answer to all these questions is if we're sincere and serious and follow the principles given by Srila Prabhupada and the previous acharyas, then we make a plan. Follow the process seriously and by Krishna's grace we can gradually make it enhance. There isn't any other process. It's not that we have to bring some process to enhance bhakti. It's not that we have to edit it. It's not that we, uh, by doing yoga, will enhance our bhakti or by doing uh, wealth, social welfare work will enhance our bhakti. In uh, his lecture to uh, on Srila Bhagavatam, chapter 1, chapter 2, text 20, Srila Prabhupada says that we have to become uh, a servant of the servant of Krishna, and uh, we should not strive to become a servant of Krishna directly, because this is Mayavada. The question is, why is it Mayavada? Uh, it is Mayavada to aspire to become directly the servant of Krishna, rather than the servant of the servant, because the positions of the direct servants of Krishna are already taken up. 
to want to become the same as Krishna is Mayavan. To want to become the same as Radharani or Nanda Maharaj or Yashoda or Rukmini is Mayavan. And we should aspire to be the servants of their servants. Dear Guru Maharaj, I am attracted by the personality of Srila Prabhupada, by his qualities, his teaching, his teachings um, depicted in his transcendental literatures. However, I noticed, uh, I noticed uh, that I have a quality, such a quality, that I like to criticize, uh, to argue with devotees uh, who have uh, wrong philosophical conceptions. And uh, I'm also happy when uh, someone is diverted. I feel that uh, I'm a warrior, uh, that I fight for the purity in Isko and for the pure, fight for the purity of principles of devotional service. Is this uh, position right? If it is wrong, how to rectify it? Uh, we should aspire to be humble servants of Srila Prabhupada in his service. If we think I am a warrior, pure warrior, uh, I have to cut others down, then this, uh, this conception will not be very helpful for our spiritual events. Uh, it, it is an unfortunate situation that there are various discrepancies have uh, entered our movement as a duty, as a service to Srila Prabhupada. We may attempt to rectify them according to our ability to do so, according to our eligibility to do so. But we have to be careful of the mentality of thinking, well, I'm better than everyone else. In one of your lectures, you mm, made a comparison about Krishna. Love to Krishna. No, you compared love uh, to Krishna and uh, lust. And if we uh, enjoy our senses without Krishna, and uh, I don't know something. He's not there then. Go hush, please. Tell us what to do if Mataji has some active qualities, if she's active. For example, she has a husband and has no children, and uh, when it's even worse, she has no husband. Uh, how to properly utilize her activity uh, in devotional service? Some say that uh, a woman should not preach, that it is against her role, but what should she do with her active nature? Uh, I'm against feminism, but uh, I would like to understand how to act properly. Thank you. Well, women with children know very well that uh, children are quite capable of engaging the most active nature of a woman. However active you may be, they, they, they can outdo you. If you're married and you don't have children, then have children. Otherwise, what's the meaning of being married? If somehow you can't have children, then you can uh, engage your active nature in various ways in devotional service. Women can preach Krishna consciousness. Married women can also preach Krishna. Uh, generally, it's better that women uh, preach among women to uh, prevent 
unfortunate uh, mishaps. You can preach also by writing for Back to Godhead, for instance. There are many, uh, if you happen to be close to a temple community, and they can, I'm sure they can keep you busy. There are always plenty of services to do. What is understood by attentive chanting on the Holy Name? Is it just hearing or uh, grateful moon? Yeah. Uh, well, the beginning is to hear, and uh, the perfection is the prayerful moon. It's not, uh, it's, it's not uh, simply hearing, of course, Srila Prabhupada. He famously stated that chanting should be like the cry of a child for the mother. And so, well, more visual. You can summarize it. Thank you for teaching everything, uh, including proper behavior, etiquette, etc. I accept everything that you say about culture and role of women in our society. In Russia, especially in the society of devotees, feminism is a, a rare um, phenomenon, but there are things that are difficult to accept. In particular, um, particularly, uh, sometimes I have a feeling that many uh, devotees use your lectures uh, to humiliate women. Uh, these strange questions regarding uh, Mother Jays going fever and fever, chanting Japa, or whether one should stop giving uh, Diksha to Mother Jays uh, belong to this uh, sphere. Uh, Prabhu, often during their classes, uh, are rude and uh, disrespectful, um, show matters their place, and inverted commas. Specifying their, or um, paying attention, or citing um, their duties, and uh, at the same time, practically nothing is said about the role of men uh, uh, in protection of women. Uh, is my understanding correct that in Vedic culture, <coughs> there's always, uh, women are always respected? Please, how to properly react to such behavior? Uh, sorry for this uh, question and uh, this complaint. Uh, I've been witnessing this situation for several years. Uh, again, you should. You have to get this book, man. It's all discussing. In Vedic culture, uh, women are highly respected. Chaste women. But then it's expected that the great majority of women are chaste. By reading Srila Prabhupada's books, you might think that he's a misogynist. Uh, it's like a woman hater. Woman hater. Yeah, I learned the word when uh, when it was first used in relationship to myself in a, in a, on an, in an internet posting. Mm. Um, but uh, there's that many statements which might be very difficult for many women to accept. And actually, um, many of those statements, I didn't put that in this book at all, because I didn't think they were particularly relevant to it. But in, uh, 
no uh, no woman none of Srila Prabhupada's disciples by his personal behavior thought of him as anything but the, uh, the best gentleman and just like a father to them or grandfather so uh, the various statements in Shastra shouldn't be used to beat women on the head uh, metaphorically Actually, I hardly I, I speak about these topics not very much, actually, but, but they're just so uh, controversial that uh, they, they get highlighted more and more. Uh, these points are uh, important to understand. It certainly makes a very great difference in the whole uh, atmosphere uh, if men and women behave chastely and conservatively among themselves rather than loosely. Oh, here's something one godbrother told me that now in America it's common that men and women devotees when they, they meet each other they're not married but they embrace each other it's just like a man might embrace a man or a woman embrace a woman. Well, I don't know what you think about this but I think this is very bad. This godbrother was, uh, he told me he was at a meeting of, a, of leaders of ISKCON in America. Uh, and uh, that was actually a meeting where they banned my book in America. Yeah. That's in Seattle. No, all leaders, that means QBC, Tamil President. Yeah. And he, he wrote to me that uh, you know, this discussion came up and he pointed out that our culture is becoming very degraded and he gave this example of men and women embracing, even though they're not married. In public, shamelessly. Uh, and then uh, after the meeting, one woman temple president deliberately in front of him embraced some male devotee. Uh, as if to show that, well, we'll do what we like and to hell with you. As I understand it, the underlying mentality or or justification for this is that, well, we're, we're all spirit souls, so we can, we can embrace and, and it's all the same. We're acting on the spiritual platform. But this is uh, sahajiya, to, to artificially uh, consider yourself to be on the spiritual platform and then we mix all men and women together and it's all the same. We're just all spiritual. This will lead to further degradation. So this is a very dangerous contamination within our society and it does require to be highlighted. That should be done not in a way to, to uh, insult women or anyone else, although it may be difficult. I mean, I, frankly, I can say this behavior of men and women supposed to be devotees embracing is disgraceful. Well, I just said that we should, dis we should uh, discuss such principles but not be insulting. But then if, I, if I'm to be frank and say it's disgraceful, then uh, some may feel insulted. That's why it's called a cultural war. We don't want to be at war with devotees. On the other hand, uh, we don't we don't want that Kali, the personality of Kali, will totally infiltrate our movement, or even slightly infiltrate our movement. But it's a very grave situation. Uh, it, it may not be possible to address all these issues without upsetting people.
if I had to say that such and such behavior is wrong, uh, some may get upset by that. But then should I say, should I keep quiet? It's the same example as the, the doctor not wanting to upset the patient by telling him you have to stop smoking. Why the duties of men are not so much highlighted? Well, again, let's discuss it in the book. There is a section within the book about the duties of men. Basically, women are trying to be like men. Men are not trying to be like women. There's no, just like there's feminism, there's no masculinism movement which is trying to make the men like the women, except maybe a few homosexuals. Anyway, when these books are published, speaking strongly on speaking strongly in Shri Prabhupada's service and uh, mothers and masses, you distribute that widely. Distribute them widely. Because they establish all these points uh, in a very systematic way. And uh, none of the detractors of that book, although uh, repeatedly requested, Neither the GBC nor any of the detractors of the book have been have even offered to give a, a, a rebuttal of it. They just say, "Oh, it's not good," but they don't say why, because it's very difficult to do so because the book systematically presents the case on the basis of Guru Sarvajnas. Within the book, also, it's stated that we can't just bludgeon women into accepting these roles. Forced? Yeah, forced. Bludgeon uh, literally means to hit them on the head with a club. If they, if they can understand and voluntarily take this up. And men have to be responsible for this. It's a very complex situation in society. That because the women have come up and they don't want to depend on men, they want to be independent, then the men don't, they don't want to take charge of the women. So we have a whole generation in which uh, many men, they're irresponsible because they don't feel obliged. The woman doesn't make them feel they depend on the man, so the man doesn't feel obliged to the woman. So men, they're not prepared to work hard to maintain the family. The women complain that the men are irresponsible. In this way, uh, as uh, one outspoken critic of feminism, I can't remember his name, he has a Greek name, which I can't remember. He, his whole thesis is summed up by saying feminism is cancer. It's really destroyed the whole, destroyed the family, destroyed the whole fabric of society. Vigoru Maharaj, how can we serve you so that you may become pleased by your disciples? Uh, I am a servant in Srila Prabhupada's mission, so if you serve within Srila Prabhupada's mission, you can please him. What is more important than for sudden distribution? The qualification of the one who cooks is on the fire, qualification of the one who offers bowling or uh, mood of those who distribute prasad. This is a typical Western question. So you go to science classes and you think everything has to be completely categorized. Those who are cooking should be pure in consciousness, those who are offering should be pure in consciousness, those who are serving should be pure in consciousness. There's no uh, device for measuring the purity. So we don't say that it's all right if someone is in poor consciousness 
who's serving, but it's okay because someone else is in good consciousness when they're offering. As much as possible, uh, considering that in this material world we're all contaminated, we should try to serve Krishna with full sincerity. We may not be fully pure, but if we sincerely try to serve Krishna, Krishna will be pleased to accept that offer. Uh, in that consciousness, if we serve the Lord, either by cooking or offering or serving prasada or in any service, then uh, Krishna will be pleased. So simply everyone should try to serve Krishna sincerely. But we should also learn the proper procedures. For instance, if we want to please Krishna by cooking, we should learn how to cook properly. Don't speculate. Don't put chili powder in the sweetbreads. For instance, in, uh, we should learn the procedures for offering, for performing arati. Don't speculate. We should learn the procedures for serving prasadam. Where the salt should be placed on the plate. Don't serve the prasadam on top of the salt. Don't serve the sweet rice on top of the sabji and so on. Uh, should one bow, or bow down to Disha Guru when the altar is open? I've answered this uh, maybe 108 times already. Hmm. 109. <laughs> Generally, uh, we, we can offer obeisance outside the temple. Uh, otherwise, uh, at, at the side, not directly in front of the deities. Uh, I must have said literally at least 108 times to, when we're sitting in the temple room we should sit in a way that we don't show our back to the deities mm. I should sit and write my books and give all these points uh, we have information that Srila Prabhupada didn't allow uh, to take prasadam out of the temple so that people do not mix it with fish and uh, meat etc then uh, how should we distribute prasad? and uh, treat our relatives to Prasad and treat our friends to Prasad. Thank you. Yes, in Mayapur, Srila Prabhupada had uh, Kichri distribution for local people, Kichri Prasad distribution, but he didn't allow it to be taken outside. So what do we do with our relatives? Well, um, I, I generally visit my physical body father once a year. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example from my own life. Very good. Yeah. Yes, uh, bring some prasad and I, I, I say, uh, please don't mix it with uh, meat or any such thing. That's, all, that's what I do. Nowadays, they, all, uh, they often cite uh, the words of Shiva Prabhupada uh, regarding that it's time now to boil the milk. And now it, there's no point in bringing new people to our movement. Because we have nothing to give them, uh, we have we don't have any proper education. What do you think about it? Yeah, Srila Prabhupada wrote a letter in, in the early 1970s, I think, saying that now, yeah, we should boil the milk. He gave that example. Instead of bringing more and more devotees, we should uh, properly train those who have already come. But at the same time, he went on. He, he never stopped promoting the preaching and spreading of Christian consciousness. It's an exaggeration to say that we have nothing to give others, we have no training, although uh, certainly the training could be much improved. So both we can increase quantity and quality 
we should not sacrifice quality for the sake of quantity. Uh, the Lord just showed me one, uh, uh, the word, what's it called, a short movie, it's on uh, YouTube. What's it called? What's it called in English, a short movie? Short movie, yeah, video clip? Maybe? Just video, yeah, video. Yeah. Video clip. So the Lord just showed me one video clip where Jay Madison... Yeah, video clip is just, uh, yeah, just a few, just one, one or two minutes. Yeah, yeah, like this, yeah. Oh, video. The Lord just showed me uh, one video uh, in which Jeff uh, Vetoslavia um, says that after the morning Samsara Dhamma uh disciples may not uh, chant Pranama uh, of Shilaprabhat, but they may chant Pranama uh, of their own Guru. And uh, this uh, video is made by Rupik Maris, and uh, the translation is given on the basis of uh, what it calls physiognomics. Capital. On, on the basis of what? <laughs> physiognomics. Uh, kind of title. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, the, the physical expressions are supposed yes. to show certain emotions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Please uh, clarify that this physical emotions uh, cannot uh, may be false. Um, but uh, what's the connection with, between this physiognomics and some sort of other? Did Jayavada Swami say that? That you should chant your Guru's Pranam Mantra and have Prabhupada's Pranam Mantra to be seen? Yeah. Is it true? The question is, is it true or not? Is what true? Uh, that uh, you may sing uh, for that much of your guru, not your picture guru, not your Prabhupada. Did anyone see that? Not there. The mantra to Prabhupada may not be sung after. Yeah. He said it's not necessary to sing Prabhupada. But uh, he, he didn't say that. You should add the pranam mantra of the I see. I saw some video in LA where there is this Vasta Prabhu was present and some Shlavash And one uh, Brahmachari was giving class, I mean sitting Brahmachari, and uh, he said that, uh, you know, this, uh, that, yeah, that, that, that there is no way because this, when <coughs> devotees are seeing Samsara uh, Dava, they sing it to their own Dikshaguru, not to Shiva Prabhupada. And Slavaspur said, no, no, they sing to Prabhupada, because if they sing to their own spiritual master, you know, so many spiritual masters blooped, so what's, what's the meaning, what's the use of singing? So better, you know, we have a single understanding that we sing to Prabhupada, not to our own Dikshaguru, because he may bloop any time. What is Okay. So you translate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they call them but Slavas. actually the proper pronunciation should be Shravasha. So many controversies in this one. Choose your favorite. Whether we should chant Hari Rama or Hari Ramo. <laughs> this, this is the real problem in this one. <laughs> uh, okay, I guess in this way. Um, Jai Vaidya Swami makes the point that Srila Prabhupada himself uh, did not use to sing the 
pranamantra to his guru in the morning, he used to do so in the evening kirtan, and we can follow suit. There was an article written by the erstwhile Harikesha Swami, in which he wrote that Srila Prabhupada gave him many verbal instructions on kirtan standards, which Srila Prabhupada told him to spread that among the society of devotees. Um, that was accepted, that article was accepted throughout the society as being authoritative, largely accepted as being accepted as authoritative until uh, Harikesh Swami stopped, well, he fell down. But uh, my consideration is that, well, he, when he wrote it in proper consciousness, then we, uh, we can accept it. He, he was communicating what he had heard from Srila Prabhupada. Uh, so within that, there is Srila Prabhupada's instruction in Mongolati to chant Sri Gurgashtaka, the Pansatattva Mantra, and the Hare Krishna Mantra, and nothing else. Yeah. Which would also mean not Srila Prabhupada's Pranam Mantra, and not Nitai Bo, Hari Bo, or Jai Jagannath, or Jai Prabhupada, or anything else. I uh, chant Prabhupada's Pranam Mantra when I leave Mongolati Kirtan. Why to do so? Well, it's difficult. It just seems difficult for, for, for me not to. Uh, and also I consider that Prabhupada, um, he may have said that in his own humility, to not emphasize that, but Jayadeva uh, Swami is making a point that we don't need to chant that at all, or rather that it's more in line with Prabhupada not to chant it. It's a, it's a highly contested proposition. Jayadeva uh, Swami is making the point that, or his point that he wants to make, is that according to Prabhupada's instruction and his own personal example, we need not or should not chant his pranam mantra in Mongolati. It's a highly contested proposition. Contested? Uh, disputed. Or, or, uh, yeah, it's contested means uh, they give a rebuttal. Many people give a rebuttal. Uh, all these controversies in ISKCON have to me, he shows that everyone needs a guru. Needs a guru. Needs a guru, yeah. Because as soon as you enter Iskand, someone says, chant Prabhupada's Pranamantra in Mongolia, don't chant it. Someone chants Hari Rama, and someone says, don't chant that. Uh, someone says that uh, we should... Male and female interaction should be... Uh, according to the modern way of life, and others say no, no, it should be the uh, traditional roles. So, within it, if there's traditionally there's a guru who gives the details of devotional service according to his understanding, according to the previous acharyas. And different gurus may emphasize different details. It, it, it seems to be uh, impossible to, to try to make the whole worldwide society, to make everyone of the same opinion and follow, ev follow everything. Everyone follows everything all the same. 
there are so many issues and so many controversies that you'll hardly find two devotees who uh, agree on everything. For instance, two devotees might agree on many points. Okay, we agree, we don't like, we don't agree with, we agree that we don't agree with Ritvikism. We agree that uh, the soul was originally with Krishna, whereas others say the soul wasn't originally with Krishna. We agree that Varnashram, Dharma should be established within this song. So we agree on this, 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 and this, but we're totally divided on the issue of whether Srila Prabhupada was poisoned or not. So, uh, I have several times suggested to various GBC members that they, their different orders be allowed within ISKCON. Order in the sense of Catholic Church. They have Franciscans and Benedictines and Dominicans and Jesuits and so many different groups within the Catholic Church. And many, many. Um, so maybe they could be within ISKCON, uh, Bhakti Vikas Swami order, Myself and Vidyananda Maharaj are about as far apart in the culture spectrum as could be possible, but possibly we could co- coexist within the whole of ISKCON with, with, with a certain understanding that, okay, they're like, they're like this, we're like that, and so trying to make everyone in the same stereotype clearly isn't working. Uh. So to make uh, um, yeah, try to try to make everyone the same factory produced model oh. is not working. Anyway, in one sense, all this uh, confusion. Uh, we pray that it will ultimately be constructive, lead to constructive discussion as to the future of this most important movement for saving the world from its present hellish situation. On a personal level, I'm not uh, very disturbed by uh, all the opposition to uh, my my position. I just, uh, I just, it's just to be expected. It's normal in the uh, development or evolution of a spiritual movement. If I, in a similar, similar situation a few hundred years ago, uh, I could have been uh, tied up and burned at a stake for being a heretic. Western Europe, the, 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 for several hundred years, the, the history of Western Europe was dominated by uh, inter-religious hatred, various groups of Christians hating each other and killing each other very nastily. So if we get insulted and uh, and, and uh, mistreated in various ways, well, we can, it's, it's a mild thing compared to what uh, might happen in other cultures, in, in other cultures or in other uh, milieu. And with that happy note, we can happily uh, <laughs> happily conclude that uh, we don't expect to be uh, guillotined or shot or physically